My message today is called, What Are You Waiting For? When you look around the world today, you see such terrible upheaval and disorder in so many places. From the violence in the current Israeli-Gaza war to the atrocities in Ukraine, not to mention the threats of Iran and China and South Korea, several other places. And then we look back here in our own country and we see great divisions based on political ideology and breakdowns in government and threats to our economy and our basic way of life. And you wonder, what is the most common questions in response to the current state of world affairs as it has to do with God? I hear two questions a lot. One, why does God allow all this tragedy and upheaval? And two, when is Jesus coming back to make things right? You've probably heard those or thought those yourself. But what is God's answer? I would tell you it depends on who you ask. For many who don't have a relationship with Jesus and for many who don't know how to accurately discern or to hear His voice, they believe there is no answer. It's silent. Many do not understand why God allows all of this to happen. Why doesn't He intervene? And how bad does the world have to get before Jesus comes back? But the truth is that God is not silent. And through a study of His Word, we find answers if we would only seek Him in the way He asks us to seek Him. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verse 20. Now when Jesus was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. In other words, you're not going to go find the kingdom of God by simply waiting for it to materialize in front of you, like a Hollywood movie. Verse 21, Jesus continues, Nor will they say, see here, or see there, or there it is. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus was right there in their midst, the Son of God, and they're saying, when's God going to come? Hello, McFly, right? He was right in front of them. He was right among them. And they did not recognize them. What about us? Jesus has died and risen from the dead. Amen? Amen. And upon ascending into heaven, He sent the Holy Spirit in His place. It is the Holy Spirit who is among us today. And in fact, He is much closer. For those of us who have come to the end of ourselves, acknowledging not just a desire to know Jesus, but an absolute need for the Lord and have opened our hearts to Him, the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to come and live inside of you. And He says, don't worry, you don't got to clean it all up first. I'm going to come in right now. When Nancy and I decided to seek after getting Emma to come here, I had to send a bunch of pictures that very night of a clean house. Guess what? I did not have a clean house. But I knew if they were going to accept us, we had to clean our house. But I only had to give pictures. 
So be honest if you've ever done this before, but this is what I did. I took all the mess out of the living room and I put it in the kitchen. I took a picture of the living room. Then I took all that mess and put it back in the living room and took a picture of the kitchen. I took all the mess in the bathroom. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I didn't have time to clean. But if you've ever had someone come over like an in-law or someone, what was that about? Yes. It must be a male-female thing, right? Okay. Anyways, I know some of you feel like you have to clean everything up when someone comes over, like an in-law or a mother-in-law. I mean, you know, that's I've done that. Um, but, but this is different. That's why the Holy Spirit says, I already know the mess is there and I love you. I already know it's there and that's why I'm going to come in and help you clean it up. Not out of condemnation, but out of grace and love and I'm going to teach you. And so the Holy Spirit says, I know that mess is there, and because you need me, I'm going to come in and live inside of you. That's, that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. If you truly understand His presence in your life, these words of Jesus ring true. The kingdom of God is indeed within you. But what does that mean exactly? We know that Jesus often used parables to help explain heavenly things to us here on earth. And even today, He reveals wisdom and knowledge to us so that we can understand who He is and how His, how his will functions in our, in our lives. In fact, the Word of God, in the Word of God, there's a beautiful prayer. Inspired by the Lord, given by Paul, where Paul prayed for his fellow Christian brothers and sisters in the church at Ephesus. It's a beautiful and powerful prayer, asking God to give all of them spiritual wisdom to understand and what God's will is and what He has already given them, for they do not know what they have. Like us, many times we don't know what we already have. It's amazing how poignant this prayer is for us today. As I read it here, I would ask you to consider praying this for your fellow brothers and sisters in the faith all around the world, especially those that God has put on your heart, and pray it for yourself as well. It's taken from Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 15. Let me read this. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, all the believers who have come to Jesus, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and in might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that which is to come. And He put all things under His feet. All things have been put under Jesus' feet. He has authority. 
He gave Jesus to be head over all things to the church, which is His body. The fullness of Him who fills all in all. Indeed, this should be an often used prayer for those we love. And also for ourselves. That God would give us the spirit of wisdom. How many people would say, I need more wisdom today to know how to navigate that world out there? Right? God says, ask for wisdom. It should be a prayer for ourselves that God would give us the spirit of wisdom and and of revelation so that we would know Him more. For if we did, there would be less doubting and less fear in the world. There would be less negativity and less criticism. There would be more faith in the world and more people trusting God through it all. For God has given the spirit of wisdom to many ministers, many pastors, so that as they shepherd their flocks, they can enlighten their understanding of the kingdom of God. So it's not just a holy book. It's God's message to us. So what does it mean that the kingdom of God is within us? That the Holy Spirit lives and dwells inside of us? And in what ways are we preventing or blocking His influence on our lives? And what can we do to get the most out of this precious gift of God to each of us? Well, let me share some God-given wisdom with you today that may enlighten your understanding about the Holy Spirit. Every year in Michigan, we are blessed with the beautiful season of fall or autumn when leaves on trees change colors, creating the most picturesque scene. They change vibrant colors before they fall. People from all over the place come to see the changing colors of leaves right here in Michigan and in other places. But most people fail to understand what really is going on with the leaves. They think the color is changing from its usual green to orange, red, or yellow. Actually, the real color of leaves is or are orange, red, or yellow. That's their actual color, not green. The reason why different colored leaves become green is that chlorophyll begins to reproduce so they can, they can feed it and give it food. Chlorophyll begins to reproduce in colored leaves during the spring and the summer, changing their natural color and camouflaging it so that what you see is green. But if you think that green is the real deal, when actually the green is hiding, it's not the real deal. If the green is hiding the real deal, the real deal is red and yellow and orange. In the fall, when the green chlorophyll begins to die, it unveils what's really there all along, but has not been able to be seen and witnessed. A lot of us today have covered up the Holy Spirit in our lives so that people don't see our true colors or our true identity. If we are not humble and open to the Holy Spirit on a continual basis, we walk around protecting a fake identity. Listen, God wants to cut away the fake so that the real deal shows up. I plead with you today to allow the Holy Spirit to bring conviction in your lives. 
Don't make excuses when God reveals to you that maybe you have a hardened heart. Maybe you have a heart of unforgiveness. Don't make an excuse for it. Or that maybe you've spoken negatively about others or maybe you've criticized others because they hurt your feelings. And God is convicting you right now to give that up. Don't cast blame on others for the choices that you have made. Rather, allow the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to you so that you can give it over to God, so that you can be forgiven and washed by the blood and be restored in His power so that the true colors of the Spirit can be seen and heard by others around you. Do you really want to know why the world is as bad as it is today? It's because too many Christians are not walking in the understanding of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Too many people are walking in man's wisdom instead of God's perfect wisdom and powerful and life-changing wisdom. Too many people are motivated by anger and rage and unforgiveness and fear. And yet God is saying, I've given you the Holy Spirit to enlighten you to empower you and to be my witnesses in the world so that everyone will know about Jesus. That's why we spend so much time here in church talking about sin and dealing with our issues. All of us have issues. So that once the Holy Spirit reveals sin in us, we can just give it over to God without excuses, without blame, without justification and without delay. God has so much more for all of us if we would simply turn to Him and be refreshed. Acts 3.19 says, Repent therefore and be converted so that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord. Does anybody desire a little refreshing? Yeah. Living in this world is is difficult. It's draining. But coming into God's presence, if we confess our sins, God refreshes us with with His presence. The Holy Spirit doesn't bring conviction to shame us. Rather, He points out things in our lives that are off so that we can turn from our sins and turn to Him to be refreshed by forgiveness and restored by His grace and empowered by His love to be the hope of the world today. This world needs hope. Jesus is our hope. But the only way to do this is to make sure that we are connected. Connected to what? Well, deep sea divers enter the water with tanks on their backs. These tanks contain oxygen. The purpose of these tanks strapped to their backs is so that they can make it in a foreign world. Water is not their natural habitat. It's not the normal place for them to live. So in order for them to survive in a foreign world of water, they need to be connected to a life source from their real world. In order for them to make it in that world, they need air from this world. In other words, if they get disconnected from the air from this world, they won't last long in that world. Their connectedness is the key to their survival because they weren't meant to live in water. So they borrow from this world in order to live in that world. 
The life source and the life of a Christian is the Holy Spirit. God has given the Christian a life source because this world to the Christian is foreign territory. In order to live here and to make it, you need to be connected to a life source from your real world. If you get disconnected from the life source, from your real world, you won't make it in this world as a Christ follower. We're seeing that oftentimes when people give in to rage and anger and revenge and fear and doubt. They get more connected and they try to tap into things in this world and God says, you need me to understand forgiveness. You need me to understand love and grace because you won't make it if you're operating out of fear and negativity and doubt. You'll be gagging for air that this world does not offer because it is foreign territory to us as Christians. God implores us not to get confused about where we get our real life source. It's not found on cable news shows. It's not found on social media discussions. It's not found in groups of people complaining about the times that we live in. Our life source, the only true source we have, comes through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He seeks to give us all that we need to survive in this world. He gives us the faith to stand through difficult times. He gives us the peace we seek in a turbulent society. He gives us the grace we need to extend forgiveness to others even if we have been wronged. He gives us the ability to trust God through it all, especially when it doesn't make any sense to us. God, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm going to choose to trust You because I believe You know better than I do. We must stay connected to our real life source, the Holy Spirit. Because if we stay connected and walk in His love and His faith and His power, then the world understands God's plan for redemption. If we are all conscious of our connection and our life source, we will become one in purpose. I think it's no understatement to say that the world is completely divided right now. Right? But God's purpose is being one, not just for the sake of being one, but to be one in Him. This is God's ultimate goal for the body of Christ. The power of unity in Him and not in ourselves. Because if you remember, before Jesus went to the cross, He said this prayer in John 17, verse 21. He said, praying to God the Father, He said, I pray that they all may be one. Father, as You, Father, are in Me and I am in You, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that You sent Me. And the glory which You gave Me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and You in Me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that You have sent Me and have loved them as you have loved me. If the world, if the body of Christ came together and stopped fighting about what songs we sing or how we kneel or sit or pray, if we came together as one in Christ, without compromise, compromising the Bible, but if we came together as one, the world would say, wow, how was that possible? There's great division. They would have to say, wow, Jesus must be real. If Jesus can bring the body of Christ together, 
That's what Jesus' prayer was, that we become one in Him based on His Word and His leading. If we truly want to honor God as we say we do, we need to put our focus and our heart and our commitment on allowing the Holy Spirit to make us one, just as Jesus has prayed for us. It doesn't mean that we're the same. Thank God we're not. You would not be able to stand two of me. My wife can barely understand one of me. It means that we bring different personalities. Praise God for that. It means that we have different backgrounds and different cultures and different gifts and different talents and different passions. But we all come together to honor God with those gifts and talents and personalities. It means that we're quick to forgive, that we're quick to repent, to admit we did wrong. It means that we're quick to share the good news that Jesus is the answer the world needs today. It means that when we face injustice, we're not quick to complain, but rather we are quick to turn to God and ask Him to make a way where there seems to be no way, because that's the God that we serve. The more we all learn to trust God, no matter what comes against us, the closer we will be to becoming one in Christ. To all who have come to Jesus acknowledging their sins and asking for forgiveness, He gives the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. And if we understand what and who is dwelling inside of us, we have access to great wisdom and great grace and great love and great power to overcome and the greatest news available to this world, Jesus Christ. But we need to live like it. We need to respond to turmoil by reflecting the peace of Jesus. We need to respond to adversity by standing on the truth of God and not be afraid to call down strongholds that are coming against us if we stand on the truth of His Word. When injustice invades our lives and our thoughts, questioning our beliefs, we need to have an immediate answer that God is in control. And we need to continually trust God as our answer. If you've given your life to Jesus, then He's given you the Holy Spirit to share His plan of redemption with the world. My question to you is, what are you waiting for? Why are we so quick to complain and to vent to say how bad things are? Why are we not sharing the hope that the world needs? What are you waiting for? When you go to see a movie in the theater, there's always previews of upcoming attractions. This is where the hot clips of the upcoming movies are shown. The cuts of the movies are always the most exciting scenes, the fight scenes, the love scenes, the chase scenes. The movie maker shows you the best clips because they want you to tune in for the whole show. Listen, one day there's going to be a big show coming to town. God is the producer. The Holy Spirit is the director. And Jesus is the superstar. It will be a worldwide production. In the meantime, God has left you and me here as previews of the coming attraction. As disciples of Jesus Christ, we are supposed to be the hot clips of the upcoming show. 
so that when people see our clips and they see our lives and they see how we respond to adversity and injustice and they see how we let Jesus live through our lives, then they conclude, that show must be awesome. From watching our previews, people should raise the question, where can I buy a ticket to that show? It is then that we can tell them, you don't have to buy a ticket. The price has already been paid. Jesus has paid the price for our sins. He gave His life so that we can have an eternity with Him. Jesus is the answer. Amen? Amen. He is our redemption. He is our Lord. This is what He calls us to know and to understand and to share that the world might know Jesus, the hope of the world. What are you waiting for? Allow the Holy Spirit to enlighten your understanding, to reveal who God is to you. Then, be bold enough to live in a way that others would desire to know more, to know Jesus, the hope of the world.